Zippity doodah! It's the fucking filler arc. Woo. We're back at it again. I, y'all have been recording a lot of these without even telling me, and it's upsetting. That's not true. We that just we just true. double down. We'll do like two at a time when we say that we're doing it. I am not included. That okay, and that is a travesty. So what are we? So what are we doing about it today? So what we're doing about that today is I'm excluding Ethan now. Oh, to to slowly get back at both of you. Okay. And how we're gonna do that is we're gonna talk about something that Ethan probably wouldn't have cared about much anyways. We're talking about <laughs> anime vehicles, man. Okay. We're talking about cars. We're uh-huh. talking about motorbikes. Okay. I almost added in like planes and spaceships, but I think that could be its own thing. So I stopped myself. So it's Fair. just going to be ground vehicles. Okay. Okay. No water, no air, just on the earth. And that's what we do in today. Okay. So this now, is your, 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 uh, uh, a list of your top five or favorite, some of your favorite. Some of my favorites, because honestly, the thing is, is that in a lot of these shows and or movies that I'm going to bring up, there are multiple vehicles involved and all of them are cool. It's just that these are ones that I am pinpointing. I think you could easily, again, make a, a part two of this list, a part uh. three of this list. Like there's tons of fucking shit out there. Um, like I said, I think you could easily make one only about spaceships. Because there's tons of iconic spaceships. Oh, um, for sure. But this is like probably like to give it the context of what this list is about. These are vehicles that I specifically wish I could have in real life. Okay. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, I I don't know if I really have them in a particular order. Honestly, I don't think I do. It's just kind of like I just want all of them. Okay, so it's not necessarily so, we're no, we're not gradually climbing up the list. We're no. just letting people know the list and take it how you will, and basically just letting the 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 drop go out into the pond of all of the engineers and mechanics that exist in the world. Uh-huh. And all I'm saying is that if for fun and not for money, you wanted to give me one of these cars because <laughs> I don't have money to give. But if like for fun, you wanted to like make this and then give it to me, just hit me up. That's all I got to say. Fair enough. All right. And so we begin. Fight. With the only car on this list that's actually a real car. Okay. Um, Otherwise, everything else is going to be very, like, sci-fi fantasy. Fucking, like, very much not real. But this is a real car. And this is going to be... And you've heard me say this out loud multiple times in very quick fashion. Especially when I have pitched this show multiple times. (laughs) 
Um, I was thinking, okay, all right, okay. I was making sure. I was is, like, I'm pretty sure I know where this is going, but I, uh, okay. Now this I is know. this is Keisuke Takahashi's Mazda RX-7 FD. Bada bing. Specifically, and I've got the specs. Oh. This is a 1991 Mazda Affini RX-7 Type R. Um, Type R is a trim. Affini is in Japan. There was like multiple like manufacturers that were building the RX-7s with Mazda. So there's like the Affini Mazda and then there's like other ones. Okay. Um, that's the best way I can describe it. It gets really technical. Sure, and I hope sure. I'm correct on that and I'm not forgetting because I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And I'm sure someone's going to be like, you're fake. You don't know shit. So that makes sense. Okay. Okay. It is in the best color that a Mazda RX-7 FD can be in, which is competition yellow Mika. Um, it's a wonderful, okay. wonderful yellow paint. Okay. Um, very bright. Very vivid. I love uh, the names of car paints. They always get creative. Too. And I, I appreciate it. I literally think that my Corolla is named like, it's like fucking quantum blue or some <laughs> shit. It's literally like, I'm not even kidding. It is something like that. Um, or like Quasar or some shit. Um, Corolla gang. Corolla gang. Uh, so yeah, dude, like I, I've had this thing with the RX-7 FD for a while now. It is my absolute favorite car that's ever been made. Um, I fell in love with it. I think simultaneously through Initial D and through uh, playing Forza. Um, oh. I was, when I was watching Initial D the, for the first time in probably high school, I was totally playing tons of Forza at the time. Yeah. And the Mazda RX-7 is a very low-cost car. So it's a car that you can get very early game in a lot of racing games. Cool. Um, but they're super tunable and they're very then so that you can make them very fast and they're very capable cars. Even um, in the game. I could yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It, it will in real life, in the game, whatever. Like the just across the board. Um so that is why like his particular FD is so fucking cool. It goes through multiple iterations where he gets he gets like new mods every you know like season or so sure. like a lot of the main characters do because he was part of like the main group that goes through a lot of the show uh -huh. um it's just like how again like how like how takami's ae86 gets a lot of modifications throughout as well uh -huh. um what's crazy to me is that dude it's literally the fucking mods on his car are bullet pointed on the initial d wiki you could literally just like replicate it if you want to, wanted to. I mean, I'm sure like, that that's the sort of thing that the hardcore fans of that show like want. It's like they yeah. want to know. And like, I'm serious. Like, it literally has every single thing, and it literally bullet points it through each spec, as in like every time that they went through an upgrade. Yeah, these are the new things that were put on it, which is wild, but it's fucking cool. Um, I do like. How his car looks the most, obviously, more towards the back end when he gets like the full like Ray Amamiya like body kit and oh, okay. fucking carbon 
carbon hood and he gets rid of the pop-up headlights and like that that is like the peak and it is such a sick car um I could go on about this car forever because I am in love with it and I will own one one day. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just an incredible vehicle. And if you don't know about cars, look into that car. Cause it's fucking sick. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Moving away from. So now we're going to get into more of a imagination yes. realm. Yeah. Now we're like, none of these are real. Um, some of them have, People have tried to make real ones and sure. some, some of them have like been created, but they're, you know, these are these scenarios where the only real ones are like these boutique, you know, maybe one of one. And obviously they're not to the actual spec that's like described because a lot of them are uh, fantastical in nature. Sure. Uh, yeah. I'm very curious to see what the rest of this list is now. Yeah. Well, so you probably know a good chunk of them because I know I've talked about some of this stuff before. There is okay. one on here that I think will surprise you. Um, and I think I'm going to leave that one for later. Uh, we're going to do Ooh. another very, very, very iconic, just like iconic car in like okay. pop culture. Okay. But a very iconic anime car. It's just something that I don't think a lot of Americans think of as an anime. Um, and that would be the Mach 5 from Speed Racer, okay? Oh, okay, yeah. So, so the Mach 5, it's, I mean, Speed Racer is a very old show. It's from 1967. Uh-huh. This car really does give off that vibe of a lot of that 60s into 70s era like prototype cars like mm. where the types of things that designers were doing in the 60s is this is that kind of very like Bubbly. voluptuous curves you yeah. know yeah big like bubble fenders but everything's like a like like kind of aggressive too like it's a very like sharp design yeah um, and it's and it's really cool because uh-huh. of that it's a very distinct era of cars and and the mach 5 like hits that it has like a bunch of different cars kind of amalgamated into it um right, right. and then on top of that if we were like saying oh i don't just like want like a real life version of this car that's just like it just looks like it but then it just has like regular car shit but let's say we're saying no i want the car uh-huh like exactly um here are some special features that were on the mach 5 what is it like an ejector seat well see the car has seven mechanisms triggered by buttons labeled from a to g on the steering wheel hub these are the controls of the most powerful and amazing racing car in the world the mach 5 okay here are the 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 names of each mechanism. Oh, button a, button A, auto jack. Release four jacks to boost the car up so that it can be repaired. But then if you think about it, when they're doing it in so the, like go in go the show, gadget, like it like rises up, like yeah. So so the idea is that they're just auto jacks so that it just rises it up so that it can fucking like you know be worked on. 
But in the show and in like the movie that they did like a while back, uh-huh. he would use the auto jack to fucking shoot it into the air and do like fucking barrel rolls over cars and uh-huh. shit, which is lit. <laughs> um, but button B belt tires sprouts special grip tires for traction over any kind of terrain. That's just functional. That's, That's just a good time. Listen, it's like, got style. It's functional. You it's know? safe. It's got a. Oh my gosh. Okay. Speaking speaking of functional, button C cutter blades. Powerful rotary saws protrude from the front of the Mach Five to re- remove obstacles in the way, such as trees. I could just kill someone. I could just I murder. You know, I had no idea that that I've never seen Speed Racer. I didn't know it was this uh, aggressive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, all of the racing is like they're like fucking like superpower cars. Like they just do weird, crazy shit. Okay. Fucking okay. Uh, button D deflector releases a powerful deflector, which seals the cockpit in a bulletproof and crashproof, and either an airtight or watertight chamber, depending on the environment. What? Okay. That's just functional. <laughs> These are just things that should be in regular cars, you know? Right. Why hasn't anybody <laughs> thought of that before? Why hasn't anybody thought of this? Button E, evening or illuminating eye or special illumination. <laughs> I don't know why it needs three names. Uh, basically, it's just like super good headlights. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I was like... Does it affect the driver himself? Like, what is this? <laughs> it's like literally the way that it's described is like, it just like, it's basically just like really good fucking like fog lights. Okay. Uh, and also like an infrared. Mm. If you want that. Um, button F, Frogger mode. Oh no. Used when the Mach 5 is underwater. Uh, cockpit supplied with oxygen. A periscope raises to scan the surface of the water. So it just becomes a submarine. Fucking sick. It just becomes a um, submarine. There are cars that are able to do land to water. This is true. Um, I, I, yeah, the, the amphibious. There's some military there's am- stuff. There's, there's amphibious. There actually was some consumer amphibious cars, actually. Oh, seriously? Um, yes. And, uh, no submersible cars, though. That's James Bond and apparently Speed Racer. Uh, <laughs> but G, go homing robot. Releases a homing robot bird from the front of the car. The homing <laughs> robot bird can fly and carry pictures or tape recorded. This is just a drone. This is just a drone. This is just a drone. It just releases a drone out the front. I think you could make that feasibly. You could feasibly. We could make that. That 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 we is the that. M- m- the easiest to add feature I think so far. Yeah. Button H, homing device. This button is unlike the other buttons, not located on the steering wheel. Instead, it's located on a console between the seat. Why? Why would the, you're going to have A through G and then H is on the fucking, <laughs> what? Uh, 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 but button H is a part of uh, the go homing robots controls and it simply sends the robot home. Oh. It just like brings it back to the car? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or it says, it says to a pre-programmed location, usually Speed's house. By the way, his name is Speed. Um, oh, I didn't know his like actual name was Speed. Yeah. Oh. oh so wow. yeah. Um, also, the Mach Five does have a small trunk, but in a lot of episodes, um, uh, 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 Spritel and Chim Chim 
Well, who are two character two characters that are in the show. They're like a little kid and a literal chimpanzee. Um, oh, they I just knew there like was a hang monkey. out. Yeah, well, they and they literally just hang out in the trunk. So oh. I want my Mach Five to have all of these powers and a chimpanzee in the trunk. Um, a chimpanzee like and a little a chi- kid. But like just, a chi- no, or just chim- no. Chim. I don't. No, we're not. I'm not getting canceled. I I do <laughs> not want a small child in the trunk of my Mach Five. I will <laughs> just take a chimpanzee. A, I just, will take a chimpanzee, chimpanzee uh, but it has to be a chimpanzee that's my friend. Because um, okay. just like a chimpanzee by itself, that's like incredibly dangerous. Um, <laughs> but a chimpanzee that's my friend and is like chill with being in the trunk, I'm down. Uh, okay. Right. So there you go. Okay. And that's just, just original Speed Racer. Like, that's just original Speed That's just That's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah, there's other shit. Okay, so, all right. You know? Sick 60s, you know, fucking drop top roadster, rear wheel drive, fucking hot, get the ladies, and then deflector shield. Um, <laughs> What's next? This one is one I think everybody has wanted at one point or another and probably still does to this day. Um, okay. This is Canada's bike from Akira. That bike could grind you up and spit out the seeds, sport. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just, like, we all want that. I mean, do you have to say anything? I mean... We all, we all want it. Like, it's yeah. just a hot bike. It looks cool. It sounds cool. It's not even, like, the point of Akira, but it's, like, everyone It's just a cool bike. Um, I will point out that... It's really funny to hear how it is described um, because all of like the super futuristic technology is all like kind of just what would be on regular motorcycles at this oh, point. Oh, do tell, um, do tell. Which I, which I find really funny because it says uh, it has a reverse function as well as a ceramic double rotor two-wheel disc drive. Ceramic double rotor two-wheel drive. That's just kind of words. Reverse function is something, but like, all those other words, I think they're just saying words because future sci-fi. Was it just? But, is that just a CD player? No, they're not talking about a CD player. A dual disc the, drive. I know you. I know you heard that. The, no, no, no. Oh. Double rotor, two wheel disc drive. It kind of sounds like what they're talking about is that it's like two wheel drive, like it's a two wheel drive motorcycle instead of a one wheel oh. drive. Oh. Um, that's got to be a thing now, right? Probably. I'm not very verse, well-versed in motorcycles, but probably. Okay. Um, but this part is the part that makes me laugh because it says the bike is also quoted as having an electronically controlled anti-lock brake system. Man, it even has computer-controlled anti-lock brakes. And 200 horsepower. 12,000 RPMs. Which... For the 80s, that would have been crazy. That's just like a motorcycle now. <laughs> like, yeah. a lot of motorcycles have both of those things. Cool. So I just think that's funny. But yeah, uh, um, so I that's also totally, just to I point feel like out, that's just, that just bleeds into a curious whole thing of being like, it is futuristic, yeah. but it's meant to be like close enough to reality to like, because that, that's like the whole point of the movie is, is that it, it, it gets you thinking about how close to reality it actually is. Right. Um, that's, yeah. that's neat. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, it, I mean and it was the 80s. So I'm sure that they were like, this will become a thing at some point. Right. Um, 
I also want to point out just another quick little like fun fact. Um, the sound of the bike that they made in in the movie. Okay. Um, it was created by splicing recordings of a MiG twenty one fighter jet and a nineteen twenty seven Harley Davidson. Uh, oh, that's cool. Which that's just fucking cool. Like, it's just cool. That's 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 um, cool. That's but a yeah, cool little so, factoid. So yes, uh, I I want I want it. I want I want to ride it. And now it seems like you you could prob you probably could. And someone has made a real one. Um there's you for can sale? look up pictures. Or no. Are they just showing it off? They're just showing it off. Uh, uh and there is no like company that's like making them to sell to like multiple people. There is a company that makes and sells Tron bikes though. Uh, I learned that recently. So I guess if you want a Tron bike just give them like I think it was like a ludicrous amount of money, and they'll give you a Tron bike. Um, but All no right. one's making the fucking Canada bike, and they need to do that. And they also need to make this next bike on my list. It's the moment you've been waiting for. You say Fudo's dual runner from Yu-Gi-Oh Five Ds. This bike is so sick. It's got su- the, like it's got such a good design. The lines on it are fucking awesome. I love that it you have to like lock yourself into the bike like because it's got like dual arms on either side and one like lifts up and that's how you get in and out of the bike and then you bring it down and then you're locked in and you're holding your your the way that you use the bike is like it's almost like a fucking pod racer in Star Wars. Okay. Where you grip, you like grip down on the on the two ends mm-hmm. um, on the arms. And it's and it like it's just fucking cool, man. This is another bike that apparently one has been made. It looks very nice. Um and and it's it's just like super high tech. I love that it's got like no uh wheels like the wheels are t- fully open um which gives it that really high tech like tronny kind of feel oh like there's you know what i'm talking like about yeah where it just kind of looks like the tires are floating there because the wheels are like they don't actually have like a wheel shape uh-huh um which is fucking sick uh and yes you can duel on oh. it <laughs> That yeah, it's got, I mean the the greatest the greatest uh, uh, modification there really. It's got a literal Battle City dual disc, like from like the OG Yu Gi Oh, that kind of like dual disc. It's got a Battle City dual disc just rigged on the front of it, and it's got I mean, like the course. fucking pop up screen that like shows the fucking duel. Yeah. As you're playing. As you're as you're riding as you're your bike. Riding because they do fucking dual races. Yeah. And so, how does that work? Remind me, it's like it's like the faster you go, the more attack yes. power you have. So 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 it's basically so they're what it's literally called speed dueling. And speed dueling, the entire way that it works is that you are on the on the field card of speed world uh-huh. and if you're if speed world is on the field every single turn 
as long as you're racing at like high momentum, you get a speed counter. And those speed counters can then be built up and then used towards the duel in a bunch of different ways. Okay. Um, but then you also have like trap cards and stuff that will slow the other person down so that they lose speed counters and then they can't do certain strategies because they lost the ability to do so. Uh, usually the speed counters are used for speed spells and they have like a certain like counter amount that they need to be used to actually like use them in the duel. And that's how it works. So I imagine that some of these cards just don't exist in real world Yu-Gi-Oh! Because you can't do speed stuff, right? What do you mean? Like, I mean, oh, the way oh. you know, like in, 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 in like life. real in real world, I'm pretty sure I'm sure it's just that you just get a counter every turn unless someone like throws a trap that says you can't. Oh, OK. So you so know. they so all of the cards and stuff from uh, 5Ds is are like, playing. I mean, I, I mean, as far as I understand, oh, I know cool. for a fact as far, I know for a fact that all of like the the cards that they use to duel are for sure real. I don't know about specifically like Speed World as like a field spell and everything. Oh, okay. I've never actually seen it. Um, yeah, that, like that would have been about. something I would just, uh, I was just curious. But considering that, you know, like the entire reason that Yu-Gi-Oh even exists is to sell Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Right. Like I would assume that it is. Right. The point being, I want the fucking motorcycle, Joe. Right. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to get sidetracked there. I want the motorcycle. Uh, yeah, it's just fucking cool. It looks really sick. It's real fast. Uh-huh. And then I can have a dual disc. And by the way, the dual disc, it, it like can attach and detach from the motorcycle. So I could like show up at a club and like roll up in my fucking dual runner yeah. and then like detach the dual disc and put it on my arm to go to the club. Because that would be the best drift. That dual discs are 2025 drip. No one's ready for it. But when I show up in a fucking, when I show up in a gold dipped dual disc, uh-huh. no one's ready for it. Ski Mask the Slump God already made a fucking, uh, 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 what's millennium it called? Puzzle. He made a fucking millennium puzzle uh-huh. chain. Uh-huh. So he's already, he's the one, he's the Einstein of this trip. He is already thinking in that zone. But when he shows up with the fucking dual disc covered in diamonds, then we'll be there. That's 2025 drip, baby. I won't be satisfied until somebody comes in with a millennium eye. I mean, that's... You're right. That's... You're totally right. If like, I ever, if I ever... I'm making a pact with you right now. If I ever lose my eye. Oh, yeah. We've been I over this. Will, if I ever lose my eye, oh, I yeah. will get a like literally made out of like high quality metals millennium eye. Well, you might you might like have to get it out of glass. No. I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> I think I I think there's some details that your doctor might have to work out, but like no, <laughs> okay, high quality metals. Okay, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. so that's the dual that's the dual runner. Uh, yeah, um, okay, sick. Finally, yes. Ending on 
what I would assume to be the car that I would die in, in a <laughs> ball of flame. Um, this is the Trans Am 20,000 WR from Redline. Oh, I don't know this one. Have you seen the movie Redline? No. Do you know what it is? No, tell me. Okay. Redline was made by Studio Trigger. It is a movie about future racing. Okay. It's fucking sick. Someone's having doubts, huh? Hell, I'm just trying to keep this thing interesting. I'm looking up pictures. The main characters, the main characters got a giant pompadour. And he drives a fucking Trans Am, but like a future Trans Am. How future do you ask? Tell me. Oh, I've seen this picture of the of of the dude with his giant pompadour. Yeah, okay. Yes. I've only giant seen that one pompadour. picture though. Okay. Wow. So this there's does a lot look of like such a Jacob show. Wow. Th- this it's a movie. So oh, it's a movie. My bad. So this. There is a plenty of a sick ass like future cars that are in this sh- in this this movie. Okay. Um, but what I like a lot about the Trans Am is that it's very specifically designed to like harken back to classic 60s, 70s muscle cars. And the idea in the movie is that it literally is an old ass classic muscle car that has just been hyper modified to the point to where it's able to race on par with futuristic vehicles. And you got to remember that in this movie, I don't know exactly what time period they're in, but this is like deep future. This is like Star Wars style, like tons of planets are inhabited. People live all over the place. Technology is like beyond recognition. Yeah. So I'm seeing there's like aliens and stuff and the other cars look like jets. Yes. And is his car the yellow one? Yes. Okay. So he's this like dude with this fucking stupid, like, I'm the classic muscle car man, but it's like literally modified up to spec. Um, How modified, you ask? Like I said before. Uh, uh, So this, the engine in this car. Yeah. Makes 35,000 horsepower. Classic captain is coming up fast. So give me context. Like, what is In like... fact, here, you want me to give you context? In fact, yeah. the wiki the wiki has given us context. Okay. So, the most powerful engine in current real world, okay, is, and I'm probably going to botch this because I think it looks German. I believe it's the, the, the Warschella. Okay. The Warshala RT Flex 96C. That engine has 107,390 horsepower. And is that like a jet engine? That is an engine that weighs 2,300 tons <laughs> and is made for large container ships. Jeez. So you're talking oh, about so an like, engine. Like Navy, like, like ships. You're, like a fucking massive, like you remember the container ship that fucking blocked that pass in in Egypt, yeah. That cargo ship, yeah, like that kind of ship. Okay, so it's like meant okay to, to have it's, power. It's an engine that is bigger. It is like an engine that's like 
probably fucking four times bigger than my apartment. Okay. It's massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably bigger than that, honestly. I don't even, I'm trying to take that into scale. Because again, 2,300 tons. That's just the engine. Yeah. Like, so, so that's real life context. 107,000 horsepower. Like, that's what it takes. You need massive amounts of force yeah. to create that kind of scenario. Yeah. If you had to put it into context with an actual engine that's like of a size for a commuter vehicle, currently, um, like, like, I guess if you had to put it like this, like hyper modified drag cars that are not like the full, like long boy drag cars, uh-huh. but like an actual, like it started as a regular car. Yeah. A lot of those guys, they're running like 2,500 horsepower or something like that. Like, okay. You know, so something like that. If you're talking about those top fuel dragsters that are like super long, I think those guys... I might be fucking this up, but I think those guys are around like 10,000. Um, but like, but to put that in context, every run on a lot of those like crazy top fuel cars, those motors after that one run, they have to rebuild the whole fucking thing. Because it destroys it. It's literally like so powerful. Okay. That they so, can't run it again. So, so, so t- give me the number. I got my calculator up. Give me the number that uh, in the movie, his, his, the horsepower he produces 35,000. 35,000. And I'm just going to divide that by 250. So, this is 140 times powerful, more powerful than these drag racing cars that people modify and then destroy their right. engine in the process of using. Well, that was more talking about like the 10,000 horsepower, like top fuel ones where yeah. like the other guys, not as much, like I'm sure they still have to constantly re- go through and shit, but those cars are a little bit more like they could do multiple runs a day. Generally. Wild. Okay. Um, but you're talking about, and, and again, talking about that, like those types of cars, I mean, you're talking about quarter miles in like sub six seconds or less like fast you know crazy like that's all that's really quick so then in this hyper future we're talking about thirty-five thousand horsepower um and then there's this thing that happens at the end of the movie when they're reaching the red line okay this is what they call it okay um the red the red line in the movie is a section of the race where it's like the final stretch where everyone has to go full hoss like they have to basically just like die. Like their like whole thing is like we have to go. Is it as- just like a a straight line? Uh, if I remember correctly, yeah, it's just like a fucking straight shot, and everyone just goes like all in, like literally, like either I win or I'm dead kind of shit. Like they go crazy, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So when that happens, and the main two characters are in the Trans Am, they pop what's called a steam light. And it's this crazy ass scene where like inside of the car, there's this like weird little canister with goofy, like glowing green chemicals in it. And he takes this little fucking little tiny, like, like, I don't even know what you call it. Like almost like a pill looking thing, but it has some crazy, it has some like crazy energy in it. And he just drops that shit into the canister and it just like hyper fuels the car. It's like, it's like nitrous on crack. Is yeah. like what it kind of seems like in the movie. 
it's described as to make 10 times more energy than a gold nitro. And a gold nitro, it's they never fully explain what that fucking means. But <laughs> if we're at 35,000 horsepower, and if we can make the assumption that it's 10 times where he was at. Right. That means that during the red line, that car was making 350,000 horsepower. Yeah, and I'm looking at a picture with him just like, oh, it's got like tears streaming out of his eyes and his nose Are you, is bleeding. He's stretched and he's like stretched out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's when he hits the, the okay. big jump and it's like. Yeah, because yeah. I imagine, because um, that's like, wait, let me look up this real quick. Like how oh, many. Oh, you would die. Like. You would die. What's the horsepower of a rocket ship at takeoff? Or maybe I'm. Maybe I should be searching like how many G's of force. Overall power of a space shuttle at takeoff is about 12 uh, GW or 12 billion watts of power. That is about 16 million horsepower. Yeah. That's okay. actually fucking insane. That, okay. that I'm reading that out loud right now. 16 million uh, horsepower is a spaceship. The so, three space shuttle main engines generate the maximum equivalent of about 37 million horsepower. That's gross. Wow. Okay. That's insane. But like, he's hitting, we're, and we're rough calculating, 350,000. It's basically a third of a million. Like, I can only imagine what kind of damage this is doing to your body. Because I mean, like, uh-huh. like, it's not as close as this. And I know that astronauts if, go through stupid amounts of training just to prep their body physically to not like break down during takeoff specifically. Uh, so like I can only imagine what. Wow, yeah. Yeah. It would, that would, that'd be intense. Okay. Well, yeah, no. And it's, and I, and I'm, and like when you're talking about, I'm trying to find uh, uh and it's such a small vehicle. So like the acceleration factor I'm sure is is maybe greater um for for this guy in the show cuz he's he's going in such a small vessel at that speed or at that horsepower so his velocity or his uh yeah, his velocity is going to be maybe even greater than a uh, the space shuttle because you got to think about the mass of the object and the power being uh, uh, enacted on it. Um, yeah, I I I wish I could do the math on that off the top of my head, but that that'd be it. Would, it would be intense. You're dead. You're dead. Like it's yeah. just it's just because you're you're basically what you're talking about is when you start getting into this type of in, into. Um, Really, like in, in the modern day, right now, we are hitting our utter limits with what production supercar top speeds can be. Okay. So, just recently, um, the new top speed production car is a supercar that went 316 miles an hour. Okay. Yeah. We are hitting the utter limits of what is capable in a vehicle of that size. It is so difficult at that kind of speed to keep that car on the ground. It is hard to keep it from fucking like spinning out and doing like it and like just basically destroying itself. Mm -hmm. It is so hard um, even to get up to that speed 
because of how much fuel it's consuming. Um, right. Like it, it, it's, it's really difficult across the board with all that shit. And, and we've only just barely broke that 300 horse or that 300 mile an hour mark, which is crazy. Um, and, and at that point, when you're starting to go beyond that, what you see is like when you go out to the fucking like the salt flats in California and people always do their crazy top speed shit out there, mm-hmm. people are building cars that are basically just jets without wings to hit yeah. like new top speed records, because that's the only way to even be able to try to get to a speed like that. To get and even fast. then, sometimes those cars fucking eat it, you know? Uh-huh. Um, cause you're starting to deal like the, cause again, like stop talking about physics, the more force you're putting in, the more that force is pushing back. Uh-huh. So air becomes really scary when you're yeah. going that fast, just one gust um, of wind and you have a problem. <laughs> and there's a thing with, you know, and you can watch videos of like high performance, uh, race cars and, and top speed cars, and you'll see them. They're trying their best to keep it sunk to the ground. But all it takes is a little nudge, and it'll lift, and that, and then yeah. the cars will just. And then well, because I mean, airplanes they only have to hit like what, two hundred miles an hour, or no, that's like that's like their top speed once they're in the air. I don't even know what speed they have to hit to get off the raceway, but it's not like a runway. But it's not like that high. Granted, the machine is also designed to grab the air and fly. fly but I mean, yeah. like you know, but yeah. Point being, like, this is the type of stuff where, so that's what I'm saying, like, this is, this is like the car that I would like to own um, when I've decided as an old man to just say, you know what, I've had a good life. <laughs> and just fucking, <laughs> I will hit my own red line uh-huh. and just fucking send it. Because then you drop in, you drop in the, the fucking, uh, uh, the steam light and then, uh, yeah, you just die. I mean, I think there's something romantic about that. As an old yes. man, I've lived my life. Let me do what I've always wanted to do. I knew it would always kill me, so I waited till now. Exactly. So I'm down with that. Okay. So there you go, boys. Um, so what's above that, or what's what's left? Because that, that was, was four. It. Oh, was that, was that five? five? Yes. That was five? Oh, dang. Would you I was like just... me to add in a sixth? No, I just, I guess I lost track. That's my bad. Yeah. All right. Kick ass. So there you go. Uh, cars. <sighs> motorcycles. I know. It's a lot. It's very exhausting. Yeah. Um, you, you, when, you start, when you get into all the specs and everything, I had to hold myself back from just like naming off the bullet points on the FD <laughs> because I knew that it would become a problem. I, yeah, um, I, it would have just all gone over my head. But you know what? Huh? That we did it. And we, that's what that's what it's at. And now everyone knows how I want to go out. So, you know, that's it's documented. It's really like I I've a lot of of me is known on this podcast at this point. Oh yeah. We, we know we know what type of women I'm interested in. <gasps> uh we know how I want to die. Uh <laughs> you know, we're learning a lot out here. It's really a public diary at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm down with it though. I think I think I, I at least I have fun with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
So, if you want to keep up with the Devil Fruit Gang and all of our going abouts, head on over to Instagram. Give us a follow over at Devil Fruit Core, C O R P. And we are also brand new to TikTok. We got some fun stuff up on there if you want to go follow us over there. And if that's too much, just head on over to the Devil Fruit Podcast website. It's www.devilfruitpodcast.com. And you can find links to everything there. Links to our social media. Links to other places to listen to the podcast. You can find our chart of all of our past rankings of animes that we've watched. You can find a link to send us an email directly to us. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think of the show. Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you have your own suggestion for a top five anime-related topic list that you want one of the hosts to conquer? Whatever the message, we'd love to hear from you. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See ya.